to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And I've seen Spider-Verse three times in theaters. Maybe a fourth time today. We'll see. Because it, yeah. Liz, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm cold and disappointed. Why, wait, why cold and disappointed? Like, you sound like an orphan on the streets. Because everyone else got snow but me. That's true. Uh... Like, like I said, I went on a winter retreat last week in Pennsylvania, and we got snow. Everyone's getting snow, and then Long Island is just uh, not so much. And most adults would be very happy about that fact, that they live somewhere where they're the only place that didn't get snow. Yeah. But I love snow. Mm-hmm. Even as an adult, I love snow. Everything's pretty and quiet and perfect. I love snow. And I had a goal this year that, I was going, that when it snowed here, I was going to drive yeah. to the beach and see what the beach looks like covered in snow. I really, really, really wanted to see that. Like, I would have gone by myself without you if you wouldn't come with me. Dag. Like, that's how bad I want to see the beach covered in snow. Yeah, we haven't had any snow. Like, we had, like, a frosting one time, and then it yeah. just kind of, like, melted. But, like, even last Sunday, like, we had, like... A layer. Not even a layer. It was, like, you could still see things through it. Yeah. Very thin layer. Yeah. It, like, it was a healthy it, layer. It, it, it like snowed for like 10 minutes and then it stopped and melted away before i even left for church yeah so like i'm just really disappointed that i haven't gotten snow and everyone else is like oh my gosh i hate this snow everything's canceled like yeah i'll get rid of the snow i'm like give me the snow meanwhile in california no one's getting snow okay, over well there. that's that's your choice for living in california <laughs> like that's on you i yeah. live in a cold place it's only 15 degrees today feels like nine yeah and I don't have snow, and I think that's wrong. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. Well, I'm not so disappointed. I, I'm more disappointed, like you said, when adults are just like, uh, like there's no snow out there. I'm more disappointed that I have to deal with the cold with no reward. Yeah, like I feel like it's only worth being cold if, if, if there's snow on its way or if it's snowing. Yeah. Like there's the only time that snow or that cold is acceptable is when mm-hmm. it's snowing. Exactly. So, like, there, there's got to be a reward somewhere. Yeah. Right now, it feels like negative nine where yeah. we are, and there's no snow. So, it's just a really cold n- day. That's it. Yeah. It's just and cold a little outside. icy because it rained all weekend. Pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're doing not so great, but that's because it's the winter time. But <laughs> winter time is not the funnest time. My birthday's in the winter, and I hate it. I've had three birthdays canceled because of, like, blizzards. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my childhood for you. But uh, yeah, we just want to remind all of you that we're still using HelloFresh. Yep. We haven't talked about it in a while. Uh, we're not sponsored yet. Hi, HelloFresh. What's Hello. up? How you I doing? Mean, what's better than games and groceries? groceries? Like, how much better can you get? But so far, we've been using the, the product for, I want to say, like a couple months now, three months. And... Since thank we came we ordered it when we came back from Thanksgiving so like two months so like two months so far I'm really loving it yeah like it's about the same price as what I would pay in a grocery store maybe a little bit less mm-hmm. and I don't have to think about what I'm gonna make that mm-hmm. night I can just like pick out a meal make it and it comes and it comes out really awesome yeah like all of it tastes amazing and you make it you make it yourself mm-hmm. so it's not like you know, it's just already pre-made in a bag. You also get the pride of making a really awesome meal. Yeah. And uh, the, the price rounds up to pretty, really, really good. Uh, but yeah, just like a little like reminder, just check out HelloFresh. Honestly, 
I, I really like the product. And if you want a coupon code, all I'm going to say is that listen to the CADcast. Uh, they have coupon codes all over the place. In fact, they have a really major one. You can save $80 in your first month. So you should check out the CADcast if you want coupons on HelloFresh. We don't have coupon codes because we're not sponsored. But One day. One day. But I think that's a perfect time to go into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we talk about the movies that we watch, whether it be in theaters, on DVD, Blu-ray, or what we did, rented it on Amazon Prime, and we're going to just talk about it, whether we recommend it or not, and hopefully you're interested in seeing it as well. In this week's Movie Minutes, we rented from Amazon Prime, and it is a movie called Mid-90s. Yeah. Mid-90s is the first directed, I think he... It was directed and written by Jonah Hill, and I believe yeah. this is the f the first like his debut directing yeah, I'm pretty role. Sure. And uh, the movie, how it was portrayed uh, in in like the trailers was mm -hmm. like it was a movie in, set in uh, guess what the mid nineties mid nineties, and it was uh, about the skateboarding culture and um, how it affected the, everybody around them, how skateboarding really formulated the nineties. So that's how it was kind of uh, portrayed. Yeah. So I'll start with you, Liz. Overall thoughts. What did you think of mid-90s? I liked it. Yeah. Um, But there were some points that I was just like, why is this here? Yeah. Like, it was it was a good movie, and I really liked it. It was very nostalgic mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. But, well, because it was in the 90s. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, it was very nice for us to, like, see those things and be like, oh, the 90s. Yeah. Better. Even though I was born, like, in the mid-90s. I was born in 93. In the mid-90s. But, um, but it was just very nostalgic. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. But a lot. But when we finished it, I said it was, it almost felt like a collection of Jonah Hill going, like, look what I can do. Yeah, here's... Now, now, I definitely recommend watching this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Just uh, be up front uh, before we get into what we didn't like. But it really felt like an, an he was trying to enter it into an independent film festival because mm -hmm. it was a little too artsy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It felt like there were some shots that were taken too slow. Like, if you've ever seen, like, independent films where, you know, they pan really slow like to get the show, emotions. Yeah. They, they, they show the setting a little bit. And I felt it was a bit unnecessary at times. Or there were some scenes that weren't explained. Yeah. Like, some things that the kid, that the main character did, didn't, it didn't really, ex they never explained why he did that. You're yeah. You kind of just had to guess at it why he did really it. didn't really expound on anything or expand expand on anything. Yeah. It just kind of left you with, here's where the situation is, and kind of accept this it. This is his life. Yeah. And I will say that, I now, as I mentioned, that the trailer is kind of portrayed it as a skateboarding movie mm -hmm. in the mid-90s. It was more about a movie of how do these kids end up in the party scene, actually. Yeah. So it starts off with... Now, uh, minor spoilers here. It starts off with our main character in kind of a, of, of a broken home. Uh, the mom is kind of like losing it around, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and the big brother beats him up all the time. So he's in already a broken home. So he's trying to look for new friends. And he gets into the wrong crowd. And it, it just like, what are the steps that these kind of kids take mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah. To get to where they are. Like a kid doesn't just like overdrink, uh, party all the time. It yeah. doesn't just happen. It doesn't happen. just kind of happens when they turn 16. Yeah. So it kind of goes into how slow like the burn is to get to yeah. that scene. And it, it was essentially a message of like, don't get into that scene. So I, I, I love the message, but mm-hmm. I just ended up leaving the movie like that. I thought it was about skateboarding. Yeah. I remember saying when it ended that it felt like a longer, well put together, don't drink and drive mm-hmm. movie. Like yeah. the shorts that you see in school, it was kind of like a longer, better done version of the yeah. of don't drink and drive. Don't do drugs and drive. And that's essentially what it was, which it, I, I don't disagree with the message. No, definitely not. I think it, all even though like we were saying like we don't like certain things it did, it was still a really good movie. Which is why I said like up front, like I we recommend it. Yeah. It's definitely a great watch. It's only an hour and twenty five minutes. Yeah. But it's just not what you expected it to be going in. It, going in we thought it was just gonna be like a really good skate movie mm-hmm. about like seeing this kid like grow in his skating or something. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. Yeah, it definitely was more of a movie of like don't end don't up. drink, don't do drugs, don't end up like these kids. Yeah, I mean, you when do you jo- if you join the skate scene, make sure you're joining a good group. Yeah, you do see like one of the skaters. Yeah, uh, like progress and like talk with the pros a little bit, mm-hmm. but and you see like there, there's all sorts of different dynamics happening within the friend group, mm-hmm. and they all have their own screen time, uh, but it just felt like he Jonah Hill was trying a little too hard to be like a an art an artistic director. Yeah. And it, and it almost missed the play sometimes. But I think like I said before that yeah. I think the reason he chose this and the reason it was that way was because Jonah Hill seen as this funny guy, yeah. a comedian, like goofy actor, and he wanted to show that not only can he direct and mm-hmm. write, he wanted to show that he can be serious. Yeah. And this was his debut movie that he was saying, like, listen, I'm funny, but I also take this stuff seriously. And I agree with that. That that he he came out strong. He's not just from super bad and just mm-hmm. uh, raunchy movies that he can be serious and mm-hmm. he is he, you can tell by watching this film, that Jonah Hill loves the art of filmmaking. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, And um, I think he'll do really well in this field. Yeah. I, I think that if you enter into this movie with smaller expectations, with smaller expectations of what it is, it's not just a movie about skating in yeah. the mid-'90s. It's a movie about like a broken home dynamic and a kid just trying to find his place in life. And he ends up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. So go into it with that attitude. And I think you'll enjoy it better than we yeah. did. But overall, I think I would give this an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Like a, a solid 8. Yeah. Uh, it's not perfect. And it's definitely better than what we've seen recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's a good watch. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a really good watch. Like I said, you can rent it from Amazon Prime. Uh, I think it was $5 to rent. Yeah, five probably. or six dollars i mean i'm sure you can find it on red box for two bucks but probably. it's it's cold outside so i'd rather just like go on my yeah. smart tv and like click but yeah I, I definitely recommend this five or six bucks and it's an hour 25 minutes so it's not yeah. like a it's not like one of those movies that's super artsy and it's three hours long mm-hmm. anytime anytime we see a movie that's three hours it's like a commitment. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Let's hunker down and watch this. Which is why, like, we had the the Godfather DVDs, and we're just like, 
three hours. You have to like, you have to like commit to a three yeah. hour movie. Yeah. But a movie that's only an hour twenty five, including credits. Yeah. I don't know what the actual runtime was. Maybe like an hour and twenty. Probably. That's something you you can like really ease yourself into. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, if you're a fan of Jonah Hill, like just see what it can do. Yeah. Oh, oh, most important part for our gamers, um, the main character is. I totally forgot to write this down my notes. Oh yeah. The main character is Sonny Soljic, who if if you're trying to remember, like oh, what do I, I know? know Sonny? That name. Sonny Soljic is the uh, voice actor for Atreus in uh, God of War. Atreus, I think. I think so. Yeah. The boy. Don't. Boy. No. Read it, boy. No. But, uh, but yeah, it's the same voice actor as Atreus yeah. from God of War. Yeah, because we were both sitting there like, this kid looks familiar. He looks Sonny really... Sonny Soljic, that sounds familiar. And we were trying to think, and I'm like, I think it's the kid. Yeah, and the he's, boy. And then Adam's like, oh my gosh, it's the kid from God of War. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was expecting like his mom to like say, like, boy, get over here. No. Read it, boy. But no. They're in California, not the South. Boy. But yeah, so it's uh it's the same voice actor. So if you're even a fan of God of War and Sonny Soljic, like he's yeah. in it. He's the main character. So there's other uh, actors he may know of. Uh, oh, like Chad Muska's in it. Uh, who, if yeah. You, if you're a fan of skating in the yeah. mid '90s, Chad Muska plays a homeless dude. It's amazing. You don't even realize he's there. You don't realize he's there, but I saw you didn't him even a... realize he was there till you watched the credits. No, I I look and I thought I saw him. But like the the camera panned yeah. too hard. Oh, okay. And then I saw it in credits like it was Chad Muska. Uh, but I love Chad Muska. He he's such a trash human being, but he's awesome. Oh my goodness. But but uh, so we got a little bit of time left on our uh, movie minutes. Just want to get this off my chest. Been watching Punisher season two. Oh my goodness. I'm not happy at all. Just all of you be happy you're not sitting here watching it with him. I've had to, like, I think yesterday I took his hoodie, I pulled it <laughs> over his head, and I tied it up over his mouth. And like he Kenny was, from South Park. And he was still talking. Yeah. But as a Punisher fan from the comics, I, they, they got so many things wrong. Now, okay, just getting off of my chest because we're going into a 10-minute rant later on in Gaming News number one. But it's, it's like each season follows the punisher max series in fact i can tell they're going from the punisher max series because they brought the mennonite into season two spoiler spoiler alert it's geez. the mennonite well he's in the trailers i think so you can see the mennonite is in mm -hmm. um but you can tell it's trying to be grounded like the max series yeah but they take it too far to be grounded punisher much like myself is a little too talkative for my liking and it just doesn't fit the role I think this would be an amazing show if it was by any other title, but because it has the Punisher branding on it and it's trying to use the Punisher characters, yeah, I, I'm just not really happy with it. I'm not upset like Iron Fist. Iron Fist was terrible. Yeah, that was really bad. But I'm just not happy. And I think we're in episode eight or nine out yeah. of 13, so I haven't finished it yet, but I'm just not happy where it's going. Yeah. That's, that's all I have to say. I just want to get that off my chest. But so I think that can conclude this week's movie minutes from mid 90s. Overall, I think we could uh, we can recommend this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, it's definitely a good watch, especially for an hour, 25 minute movie. Yeah. Go check it out. Sonny Soldier's in it. Jon Jonah Hill wrote and direct this movie. So definitely recommend it and go into it knowing that's not just a skate movie, but mm -hmm. it's uh, but it's a movie about 
uh, how kids end up in a party scene. But yeah, pretty good movie. Yeah. So before we get into our top three gaming news, we just want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. And we each have an individual uh, Twitter handle now. So Liz, what is your Twitter handle that people can follow you on? At Journey First. At Journey First. You have more followers than I do. Well, I've been on mine since June or July. Yeah. But it's your it's your uh, author. Yeah, so yeah. I have a lot of writers and publishers and mm-hmm. editors all following me. Yeah, and you can follow me, Adam, huh, uh, at Ace the Game uh, at Ace the Grocer. I was gonna go Ace the Gamer, but I decided Grocer. Ace the Grocer. If you're wondering, hey, why Ace? That's because my initials spell Ace. Ace. If you want to know, oh, what's your name? Uh, not gonna tell you yet. Be my friend. Maybe I'll tell you. But at Ace the Grocer. So follow us. people know your name? Not my last name. Oh. Not my middle name. Boom. But follow Ask us. Ask me, I'll tell you. <laughs> follow us at Gaming Groceries. Follow Liz at Journey First. Follow me at Ace the Grocer. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And we also have a website you can check out, gamesandgroceries.com. Uh, and finally, I'd like to remind all, all of you who are mostly listening to us on iOS, I see the numbers. Uh, if you're listening to us on iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we like to recommend that you leave us a, a comment, some ratings, uh, leave some star ratings so that we get more attention. So if you leave more star ratings, uh, the more star ratings we get, the more attention we get on the front pages. And the more attention we get on front pages, the more we're going to get the attention from Anchor. Or not. How you doing, Anchor? Or Anchor's just never going to feature us. Oh, no. The war is on. Hashtag road to featured. It's happening. What's up, Anchor? You're going to get us. How you doing? But leave us some comments, ratings on whatever platform you're on. And finally, we like to recommend our boy, Absolute Prodigy, on Twitch. He's going through the Kingdom Hearts series, so go check him out on Twitch. He streams Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go check out him. Give him some love. Oh, boy. You're weird. Yeah, I am. (laughs) So we still don't have our transition. We're probably going to have it next week. But it's time for Top 3 Gaming News. It's going to be a lot smoother than that. I have a dude who's going to make an impression of Billy D. Williams saying Top 3 Gaming News. So it's going to be so awesome. He's so excited. I am really excited. Uh, But yeah. Wait for that. Because the smile, if you all could see the <laughs> smile on Adam's face, he is so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> so let's get it right into it. Uh, number one on the top three gaming news. We should really do a three, two, one if it's top three. Whatever. This is how we're doing it from now on. Uh, well, it's not like we're, it's like in it's order n- of like really best anymore. to worst or whatever. It's just three gaming news, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So let's get into this. EA. How you doing, EA? EA cancels mm. their open-world Star Wars game to start a smaller game. Wow! Yeah. Great decision-making. After canceling Visceral's game, uh, which was codenamed Ragtag, not only shuts down their game, but shuts down Visceral. We're not getting any more Dead Space games or any more Visceral games. Oh, that's a bummer. But EA not only cancels Ragtag and cancels the studio to start a new project called Orca, EA then redesigns that, cans Orca, 
because they say that, oh, well, looking ahead, looking ahead, we actually need a game out sooner than that. So we scrapped that and we want a game out by fall 2020. So you know what my question is? What's that? Ha what have they been working on then? Like, so did they scrap a game they've been working on and now have to start from scratch again for this yeah. short game? Like, because I feel like at that point, you might as well finish the other one. They'd probably yeah. end up coming out at around the same time anyway. So Jason Schreier from Kotaku uh, actually clarified and said that uh, from his insiders that Ragtag, which was Visceral's game, uh, was in near development. Like, it was already really much into development, whereas Project Orca, which is the open-world Star Wars game, wasn't even in pre-production yet. Or it was in pre-production. They haven't even started yet, so they kind of paused production. And what's nice about this is that anybody working from Orca, right? Yeah. They don't lose their jobs. They're just transferring to this smaller title. Yeah. Now, what's getting me, and now my question is, uh, Respawn, who's the maker of Titanfall, they're also working for a Star Wars game mm -hmm. uh, under the EA branding called Jedi Fallen Order, right? That's supposed to be coming out this year, but yet EA is saying that, like, oh, this game isn't coming out for a long time, but we want a game out sooner. Why aren't they focusing on Respawn, right? Yeah. So now it's time for Angry Adam's rants. <laughs> yeah, I took Angry Joe. Get over it. But for the next... Uh, let's uh, sell in here, people. Oh Roll my up my sleeves. Uh, now, just to preference, I am more calm than when this first came out, but I was tweeting like crazy about this. I don't even have a muffin. I know. I know. But let's get into this. So, 10 minutes on a timer. I only have 10 minutes to get this off my chest and go. So, EA gets the exclusivity rights from Disney. Disney, by the way, she just went on her phone. Disney, by the way, as soon as they get the Star Wars trademark, I was like, as a Disney hater, don't at me. I don't like Disney. As soon as they get the license, I was like, Disney's going to ruin it. Disney's going to mess everything up. They're, they're not going to handle the Star Wars license correctly. And everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. Disney will be fine. Disney knows how to handle IPs. No, they don't. I am telling you, no, they don't. And look what happened first. The very first thing that Disney does is to say that, all of the written works, all the video games, all the things that you grew up with are no longer canon in the Star Wars universe. So all the Darth Bane uh, series, not canon. Uh, KOTOR, not canon. All these, all these titles that you thought were canon, no longer canon. So that's just to set up everything first. And then, well, there's other things that they did before then. But I forgave them when Episode 7 came out. Episode 7 brought me to tears. I, I, I so much enjoyed it. But it also came out with Star Wars Battlefront 1. And you, and you just have to think that, like, okay, well, Battlefront 1 was okay. And for a very first EA Star Wars title, I like where this is going. It's bringing back an old title. Like, I, I, I can get with this. And they still have Star Wars titles in the works. Let's go. But then Disney puts out Rogue One, which was a bit underwhelming. I enjoyed Rogue One. But it was just kind of weird. And then EA doesn't develop anything more with these Star Wars games. And so now we... I'm just going to fa fast forward to what we are right now. 2019. What is EA doing with the Star Wars license? I don't understand. Right? So since 2013, 
when they got the exclusivity rights, we got two games that we already have. We already had a Battlefront and a Battlefront 2. These are games that we already have, and they're just revamped, and they're garbage. In fact, Battlefront 2 got governments involved. It was so bad with the microtransactions that governments got involved. Hawaii came out and said, wow, this is messed up. And we had to talk about loot boxes and how they're gambling. This is what EA is doing. Now, you look at Disney, and you just have to think, like, well, why isn't Disney taking away the rights from EA? Well, there's another part that where Jason Schreier cl clarified. He, I, I hope it's Jason Schreier. I, th I think I'm saying his last name right. But Kotaku pretty much goes out to insiders, and they the insiders also say that, well, Disney also isn't playing their part here. Anytime they want to start with an uh, with a Star Wars game and they want something approved because anything that they have to do, they have to go through uh, Disney's uh, logistics. And they say that sometimes they'll ask for something for permission on. It can take weeks, months, and sometimes years to get approval from Disney. So we're all put, putting the blame on EA. However, Disney also plays a part in this. Disney is also uh, like holding back from Star Wars titles, they're also putting out garbage movies. So let's also put the blame on Disney here. Uh, I'm sorry, but Solo was a garbage movie. No one needed that movie. No one needed to know why he had the last name of Solo. Who cares? Uh, and now I'm going to say it. I did not like episode eight. If you liked it, fantastic. I, I love how your money to your ticket was worthwhile. That's good for you. But most of the Star Wars fan base just did not like Episode Eight because it remi reminded us too much of the prequels. And it was set in one place. It was just essentially a goose chase. I, and everything that J.J. Abrams set up, uh, Ryan, Ryan, uh, oh no, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson just like obliterated it. He just said, I know J.J. Abrams set up all these things that I could just expand upon in this and set up Ryan Johnson with like a spike. But he destroyed everything, and it just left us with an emptiness. And now Disney's bringing back J.J. Abrams to do Episode Nine. Uh, God bless for that. And then giving Ryan Johnson a trilogy. They're giving Ryan Johnson a trilogy. What is wrong with Disney? Why I'm so upset about this is because Disney and EA, I'm putting blame on both of them. Here's my point of why I'm so upset about this. Why can't we just enjoy Star Wars? Why does Star Wars... I know Star Wars is always a product for the consumer. I understand that. But why can't we just nerd out about Star Wars? Why does Star Wars always have to make Disney more money, more billions? And they have to put out movie after movie after movie after movie after movie, knowing that as Star Wars fans, that we're going to go watch it because, oh, well, it's Star Wars, well, I have to go see it. I did not buy my ticket to go see Star Wars. I saw it on Netflix. So, yeah, I played a part in it because, oh, look, people stream solo. I'm sorry. But I just didn't go out to see it because you're not going to get me, Disney. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but there has to come a point where us Star Wars fans have to draw the line here and say what you're doing is not helping the consumer. And we talked about this, how gamers are entitled, how they're always saying like, oh, well, gamers, they're so entitled. They always want this. We give you the money. So there's absolutely no entitlement going on. If anybody's entitled, like we said, it's the developers, it's Disney, it's EA. 
who's entitled to say, well, come on, we gave you a game, so you have to give us money. Oh, we made you a movie, so you have to give us money. No, that's our money. That's our hard-earned money. And we're going to get to number three, how Bioware understands that it's our money. We're going to get to what we want to. Now, I absolutely love Star Wars. Star Wars impacted my life so much. Whenever I was down, I would always uh, watch episode two. Oh, no, not episode two. Let's throw that in the garbage. Uh, episode five, right? That, that was my all-time favorite movie. And I still love it to this day. And episode seven, uh, what, was the, what was the subtitle for episode seven? Um, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. J.J. Yeah. Uh, Abrams, episode seven, set up such a great start for for a new era of Star Wars because the prequels messed everything up. Episode 2 was garbage. I don't care who you are. It was garbage. But Episode 7 set up this great uh, emphasis to say that uh, Rey is your new uh, Jedi. Rey, Rey is the, the savior of the universe. Uh, she's such an interesting character. And so is Poe. And so is Finn. Uh, you have all these great characters. Kylo Ren it's just this, he's not Darth Vader, he's not as great as Darth Vader, but he's just this powerful being that just can't control everything, and the, the, the potential that this character had. Episode 7 started everything off right, and then Disney and EA got greedy. Here's the bottom line, because I'm running out of time, apparently. Here's the bottom line of why I'm just upset about this. Disney and EA are billion-dollar companies. They have money out of the wazoo. Why are they all of a sudden getting so greedy? And I understand that they have to upkeep that billion dollars, but Disney has so many different IPs that they can make money off of. And EA, let's face it, they have Madden, they have FIFA, they have NHL. They are making bank for them. Why is it that they're so obsessed with getting the bottom dollar out of Star Wars fans when they have plenty of other IPs to sink dollars into. They have so many other avenues of revenue, and yet, for some reason, they feel like that they're entitled to the Star Wars fan base. That the Star Wars fan base will give them the most money, and that we're all stupid, and we'll just go with it. But we're not. And that's why EA's, uh, that's why EA's stock plummeted. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's the stock didn't plummet. It, that was Activision. My bad. Activision plummeted when they got rid of Destiny. My bad on that. I don't think we should take this. I don't think we should be buying any more of EA's products. I don't think we should be supporting them. This is what I've said from the beginning about Disney. I hate Disney. I hate their practices. I hate what they're trying to do to IPs. They keep buying these IPs and they just take advantage of it. And people just go after it because, oh, Disney, it's so magical. Disney's not magical. They are greedy. They are money laundering. I'm going into conspiracy theories. I don't care. But I'll end it with that because I'm running out of breath and Liz is done checking her phone. But I just need to get off my chest. I know it didn't make sense most of the time. But I'm just sick of the Star Wars IP just thrown into the mud, treated like garbage, when I just want good Star Wars movies. I just want one good Star Wars game, and I don't have to go back to a 12-year-old game of Force Unleashed. Can I just get one good Star Wars game? I'm done. Okay, our third piece of gaming news is... Second. 
second piece of gaming news is, let me just take this, thank you. Okay, our second piece of gaming news is, oh, I can't pronounce his name. Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima shows two hours of Death Stranding gameplay mm-hmm. to Guerrilla Games. Guerrilla partnered with Kojima by gifting. <laughs> I'm just reading Adam's notes. <laughs> ah! I'm okay. Number two gaming news. <laughs> As Liz pronounced his name. Hideo Kojima, uh, as we all have seen, uh, they gave a two-hour demo of Death Stranding to Guerrilla Games, who partnered with Hideo, with Kojima, uh, by, with Kojima, and uh, they partnered with him by giving him, or by gifting him the uh, Decima Decima, I think it's Decima uh, engine, in a wooden box. It was a very symbolic, like, here you go. That was three years ago. And Kojima comes back to Guerrilla Games and comes back with the same wooden box with a two-hour gameplay demo of Death Stranding. And Guerrilla Games uh, sat around while Kojima played it, and they were left, what they say, they were left speechless. Uh, I, I, I love the tweets, but one in particular, one in particular, let me just bring it up, uh, by Horizon Zero Dennis, uh, at GG Dennis Zopfi. Wow. Um, but Horizon Zero Dennis tweeted, Can't stop thinking about what I saw today. Intriguing, beautiful, touching, mysterious, amazing, artistic, thrilling, engaging, inspiring, masterful. People were just watching this like all-around gameplay of it, and they were just stunned of what they saw. Now, um, what's his name? Young Yeah. He made a really good point about this, saying that, like, now keep in mind, Guerrilla Games and uh, Kojima are buddies. Mm-hmm. So they're partnered with each other. So you have to imagine anytime you show a friend one of your projects, yeah. it's, there's kind of a bias. But does this make you any more excited to see Death Stranding? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't even know anything about it. No one does. But <laughs> I was, but it sounds, but I, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, this is actually making me really 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 interested in playing death stranding which a lot of analysts are saying that's it's going to be coming out this year uh pretty much um everything's done they have to polish it up send it out to the crowds but all we know about is that um norman reedus is in it there's something about backpacks and babies and there's yeah but the babies (laughs) have like they're like i don't know i forget where they were i think they're in the backpacks that's interesting yeah and there's invisible monsters that you shine flashlights on. And then if you walk too much, they'll eat you alive. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, this sounds like I'm going to be really bad at it. Mm, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds really, really interesting. And it's Hideo Kojima. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it's going to be a, an amazing game. So that's all I have to say about that. It's just really nice that Guerrilla Games like put out that they were speechless mm-hmm. by the gameplay of it. I am super excited to play this game. I, I just can't wait. And it's supposedly, supposedly going to be coming out this year. I doubt it. Maybe early 2020. But there's always hope. It could come out right after um, Last E3. of Us. Oh, E3. Well, no, they're not. Well, yeah, they're they're not going to E3. So maybe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sony's not going to E3. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. So let's go into number three. And then we're going to go into our big topic, which is Married in Gaming 
part two. Part two. But number three is now this is when I was on my rants about like how Disney and EA don't understand the investment that goes into watching a movie blindly and going into a video game blindly. Bioware has the right idea. I am not so interested in Anthem, mostly because my favorite author, Drew Carpition, left the studio. I know he wrote most of the story, but he left. And I'm just like, ooh, dude, I love Drew Carpition. But yeah, but Anthem apparently will have an open demo because your money is hard earned. So this demo will be open to all users from February 1st to the 3rd. Uh, if you pre-order the game, I believe you are the week before. So if you pre-order Anthem, you'll have like a week before the open demo to, to play this. Mm -hmm. So uh, so yeah, it's, it's open to everybody. And I have a tweet up from uh, lead producer Michael Gamble, which reads, had a few people ask me about why we're doing open demo. This is why your money is hard earned. Games are an investment. He understands that games are investments. Mm -hmm. We think it's fair you get to try before you buy. I love that. The entire campaign has been one of transparency, and we think Anthem is cool to watch but awesome to play. And I so appreciate that, and that's yeah. just a breath of fresh air. Breathe in. That's nice consumer feedback. Mm. Oh that's awesome. But it's just really nice to hear that, one, he's being fair to consumers, and two, he's being completely open about it. In fact, one Twitter user said, like, well, is the demo going to be the same mechanics as the game, or is this going to be, like, kind of hyped up? And he says, whatever is in the game, that's how it will play on, on launch. So whatever you're playing yeah. in the demo, if you like it, you'll most likely buy it. Yeah. I absolutely love this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you excited for this demo? Do, will you play it? Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, what? Where is Anthem based? That's is that? I don't remember. Uh, it's the flying robots. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, flying yeah, robots. It's not. Really They're mech suits, but um. But yeah. Now that I'm, re I remember now. I'm just no. I'm not interested. In that's it. what it's I mean. It's not my type of game. <laughs> and that's what I mean. It's not like it's not my type of game either. I'm not really a multiplayer kind of game uh, player. I love Division. Uh, and I can't wait for Division 2. I'm really excited about that. But Anthem, with this open demo, it colored me intrigued. And Drew Carpition had his hand in it. It's Bioware. I, I like Bioware. I, I don't like new Bioware. But after this, I'm just kind of excited for it now. You know? Because uh, they're being open to the consumers. And that's all we can ever ask for. It's not. It's not the fact that, like... You know, we we are entitled to a demo, but it's just that he understands that games are they cost money and they cost sixty dollars before you put it into sixty dollars. Play for a little bit. Did you like it? I did enjoy it. Yeah, give us sixty dollars. That's a fair trade. Yeah. So nothing more to say about that. But I think that's just a really nice uh, fresh uh, breath of fresh air. There you go. I just wanted those last two to be good news. Because I knew as soon as EA canceled their Open War Stars game, I was going to be such in a bad mood. Now, keep this in mind. How long I went on that rant, I was like 10 times more angry Yeah. when that news came out. Because I was just like, well, when can we get a Star Wars game? That's all I want to know. I'm pretty sure you talked about it for like two days. I've been, yeah. Like, as soon as it came out, I was just like, why? 
like why are why are why is Hideo Kojima and and Bioware doing things right and yet billion dollar companies like EA and Disney are just being super greedy? Shouldn't an indie game developer be more greedy because they don't have the funds to do so? And yet EA and Disney are just like more billions, please. We need more jets, please. We need more football teams, please. Oh my goodness. Go Rams. But anyway. So I think that brings us to talkie time. Talkie time. Talkie time. I think we've officially named it talkie time. Yeah. So if you're new to the podcast, every single week we take a question topic, um, talkie time conversation point about the gaming industry, whether it be something that's said in gaming news or something that's in a home, like what we're going to talk about this week. And that is Married and Gaming Part 2. So the first time we talked about marriage and gaming, we, we talked about how before you enter marriage, you should tell each other that you're into video games. Yeah. And I, and I feel like people, and I've talked to people about this, they're just like, well, as soon as I get married, I'm going to have to stop gaming because, you know, marriage is all about, like, commitment and movie watching and all this other stuff. And they're afraid to tell their significant other that they game. But we, we said in the first time that you should tell each other. You should be honest about all of your interests. Yeah. Right? So now we're going to talk about the topic of how gaming can be a couple's thing. Yeah. Right? So what are your thoughts on this? That Especially since we've been playing The Last of Us 2 together. Or not Last of Us 2. We don't have that. That would be awesome. Yeah. But we're playing Last of Us together. Uh, what do you think about gaming as a couple's thing? I mean, I think it's possible and i don't think a lot of people realize that unless if you're like a gaming couple yeah like unless if you're a couple who like i don't know i feel like the only people who understand it are couples who game or like couples who like game before they met each other mm -hmm. you know whereas like i mean and we've said before i wasn't a gamer before we got married yeah i didn't really go near your video games except for sims mm-hmm but then you started playing Life is Strange. Yeah. And you and you said to me, like, I think it's a really cool story. Like, I want you to play with me and help me make decisions. I said, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we played. And then after we played it through, I'm like, I want to play my own game. Yeah. I, I want to do my own playthrough without you because he didn't make the decisions <laughs> I wanted him to make most of the time. Um, or I had to explain the reasoning behind decisions because he's a boy. <laughs> um, so that's what got me into it. And then we found other games similar to it for me. And then I would like watch you play other games. And slowly I started playing more games or wanting to play more games yeah. or wanting to watch playthroughs on YouTube. And so then I mean, we got the PlayStation and now I'm a gamer, mm -hmm. but I don't think people realize that that's possible in a marriage. Or, or like possible, like when you're going into a relationship that yeah. it is possible that they, they could become a gamer just because you are mm -hmm. or that they could at least be understanding. Like I never tried to get you to stop playing video games mm -hmm. ever. Like even when you're dating, like, yeah, I preferred you not play them when I was over because like <laughs> you were only home for college for, for from college for so long. Yeah. I'm like, um, can we like not spend the whole weekend watching you play NFL? Yeah. Um, yeah. But people don't realize that you can play video games together even if you're not actually playing a two-player game yeah like we've played overcooked together and you got that was stressful i don't recommend it <laughs> <laughs> if you're like me yeah. um i told adam i would never play that again because it was way too stressful and i don't like it yeah um like my hands are sweating um but even life is strange make the decisions together or um 
The Last of Us, what we've been doing mm-hmm. is I'm playing and my I'm actually getting better. I don't need Adam's help as much. But on the parts where like I've tried five to ten times and I'm not getting past it, yeah. I hand the controller to Adam and Adam helps me. Or we played um, Wh- which one? L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir. We played, la- we played that together. Adam did all the playing, but I made you know I helped make the decisions when he was interviewing people. Yeah, so interrogating in them. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the right word. But like things like that, I think it's definitely possible to play video games together as a couple, even if it's not a multiplayer game. And I think it's it makes a strong bond because mm-hmm. here, here's the one thing: most couples, like if you if you meet like they think that their goals. You ever meet one of those couples that's just like we're we're the yardstick for a couple? Yeah. And I've met so many of them, and they only watch movies and they only watch television shows and it goes to the park. Most people in couples, they don't understand the power behind gaming together because you're each interacting with a story. Yeah. And you're interacting. You're you're doing a task together. Yeah. Versus just watching a movie. It's just like, oh, that's not and specific. you kind of learn about each other when you're playing those mm-hmm. games together because like, you heard my reasoning behind choices I wanted to make in Life is Strange mm-hmm. and things like that because... I would explain to you like, oh, well, girls are like this. And I yeah. know that like with me and Elena, we would do this like no matter what. And Adam's like, That's and it starts stupid. a conversation. Yeah. And you get talking and you can talk about your friendships and things like that. And even in The Last of Us, when we're doing it, like you get like Adam's getting to see me grow in my abilities in gaming mm-hmm. where I sucked before. Like if yeah. you guys ever remember us talking about me playing Halo, I fell off. I could <laughs> not get up a flight of steps. <laughs> It was um, it was the level in the first Halo, and you're just trying to escape the um, the first place, and there's just a flight of stairs. That's it. Just one set, no, you it, turn, and yeah. then another step, and it was just that turn. I kept falling off. It's, it's just like like I fell. I think I fell off like five times. I'm just on a up. ledge watching her character. Like, where do I go? What happens <laughs> if I? turn i honestly think i would have been better off watching from your screen yeah to do it because i'm just really bad at first person i'm just standing there just trying to guide (laughs) us like you just turn the stick a little bit i just turned too hard um but yeah like but playing together adam has gotten to see my abilities grow like i need to help less and less and Mm -hmm. this is us like with the shooting and the um the stealth and things like that like so I think that those are the nice parts in gaming together that mm. like you can watch the other one grow or you can cheer each other on and like yeah you know like it's like doing an interactive movie together. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like you're doing it together. Like mm-hmm. there's there's so many things that couples don't see the benefits of because they just see as uh games being a childhood thing. It's mm-hmm. just it's just a children's thing. Then when you're in it when you're an adult, you have to like you have to watch movies and sports. Like, all of a sudden... Yeah. Like, like you, And I... I mean, I have to say, I still like those cute couple-y things. Oh, yeah, yeah. We still like, do those. Like, we're, we're... We watch movies. I mean, that's movie oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. We love... I mean, we're movie buffs. Yeah. We love movies. We collect movies. But, like... I'm, and we... St- and I still like the idea of watching shows together. Adam and I just don't like the same TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> We've tried. So, we just find a TV show on Netflix that we can binge together. But as far as watching a series... Adam's not one for watching mm. TV shows on TV. And we also have a time where we read together. Yeah. Um, every, like almost every time we have time. Um, at 9 p.m., we just like set aside time. She reads a book. I read a book. And we just read together. And there, yeah. there's 
there's things that we do outside of gaming. And it's not just saying like, oh, you should only game. But we should, we're just trying to encourage all couples who are listening to this, whether you're in a relationship or not, to see the benefits of gaming as yeah. a couple. That's not That shouldn't be just your yeah. thing. And I wouldn't even like push, if you have a girlfriend or a wife who isn't into gaming, Yeah. or even a boyfriend or husband, if you're a girl gamer and he isn't, that's yeah. just not as likely. Um, yeah. But... Even if that is your situation, I wouldn't try like forcing them. Like, well, listen, these podcasters said it'll bring us closer. Yeah, like, go go into it real easy. Just, I mean, like I kind of do what Adam did, and I don't think Adam was doing it to try and get me into being a gamer, but he really thought I would really enjoy Life is Strange because he had watched the playthrough mm-hmm. before he bought it, and he's like, "I think you're really gonna like this story. You don't have to play, but I think you're gonna like the story, and I want your help to help me make the decisions." Yeah. But okay. So yeah. if you go about it, something like that, like asking your partner to just be like, hey, can you want to watch me play this? Like, I think the story's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, don't lie and be like, I think you'll like the story. And it's like, Halo. Mm-hmm. But yeah. actually play a game that you think they're going to like the storyline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, pick a really narrative title. Yeah. If you can't think of a narrative title, there's a there's an amazing podcast uh, called The Greatest Story Ever Played and uh, Good Game, Great Game. Those two podcasts, though, but especially the uh, greatest story ever played, they they have really amazing narrative titles. They mm-hmm. are a narrative-driven uh, podcast. So if you need like a game where it's just, like, what's a good narrative title? Yeah, go check them out. But when I, when I say narrative, it's I think that eases in couples yeah. because it's like watching a TV show. It's yeah. like watching a movie or even watch playthroughs on YouTube together. Yeah. Which I thought was funny one time. I was just like. She's like, you're not one of those people who watch people play games on YouTube, are you? I'm like, yep. yep. <laughs> sure am. I love it. But that's the, that's the thing. It's just like, I, I think narratives that you can just watch. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Clip there. But <clears throat> it's winter time. But uh, narrative titles will ease you into it because it's not just like like you said halo halo has an amazing narrative yeah but if you're not not halo 5 but but if you're not a gamer you don't really notice the narrative yeah like i remember when we played i didn't even realize there was a story in there you just shoot bad guys yeah i really am not into halo but that's (laughs) the thing though it's just like i'm 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 really into halo and like but that's the thing though it's just like with with games like halo where there's stories in between shooting yeah, the narrative's great, but then you, you have to get to the next checkpoint. Yeah. But with narrative titles like Oxenfree and Life is Strange, and, the, well, next week's episode is going to be about Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 2, so yeah. look forward to that. Um, but games like that where it's just a narrative. Yeah. Or even The Last of Us. It has oh, a yeah, good the story last because, th- yeah, there's shooting in between, but sometimes it's just walking. Yeah. Sometimes and it's, it's just like the dialogue things. in between them. Yeah. It's not so much like Halo where it's like purely shooting yeah. between scenes. Or Until Dawn. Until Dawn. I think. Though that is only for people who like horror movies. Yeah. That's all I have to say because it's terrifying. <laughs> but, but I love them. So, I mean, I'm fine with it. But, yeah, that's the thing, though. It's just like Until Dawn is a horror film. So if you if you are a couple right that loves watching horror films and it's like hey please be my friend well yeah please be I don't have any friends who watch horror movies where where should they follow you Journey first tell me about your horror movies tell me your suggestions and tell me if I can watch it alone because no one will watch them with me I will watch it with you no you won't I will I promise pinky promise we're we're doing a pinky promise we're doing a pinky promise and we've been doing this since the day we started dating so this is a serious commitment commitment 
Um, that's what marriage is all about. Commitment. <laughs> Pinky promise. But even though my pinkies are messed up. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, just a little side note. My one pinky got broken playing football. The other pinky got broken playing basketball. So basically, Adam can't catch. Hey, now. They were both um, both of them were when you were trying to catch it. No, 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 no. They were both defensive plays. The football one was an interception, and I just missed the interception. The other one was a rebound, and I just missed the rebound. Okay, so they're you're both supposed defensive. to catch a rebound, and you're supposed to catch the interception. It was a so you're supposed to catch both of them. It was Therefore, a you can't catch a ball. Rebound. You can't catch a ball. I love you. I love you too. That. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I just think that if you're going to try to convince. I don't. Should, I, I shouldn't even don't say use convince. the word convince. What, what word would I just would, try and get your partner interested in, in gaming? And I would say do it or narrative comfortable title. with the idea of you gaming at least. Yeah, because there are games that like Adam plays, and I'm just like I don't want to watch you play this. Yeah, like I a, usually go and watch Netflix when he plays video games. Like I'm replaying the uh, the Ezio trilogy. Yeah, and you're just you're interested. Like in I'm it, interested, but I am not interested enough to watch you play hours of. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So, like, when you play Assassin's Creed or if you play NBA, like, things like that, mm -hmm. I don't use it. Or if it's a game that we've already played together yeah. or I've already played. Like, I'm just, like, I'm not going to watch you play Life is Strange for the hundredth time or Oxenfree for the yeah, hundredth time. Yeah, let's talk like, about Oxenfree like, for the hundredth time. Like, I don't time. need to watch you play those games. So, like, I watched Oxenfree the first three times and I'm like, all right, I'm done. And Bye. without exaggerating, I've beaten Oxenfree at least 25 times. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. I'm going to um, beat it again soon. But, but I love Oxenfree. Yeah, so like it's okay that like you don't have to play video games together all the time. Mm -hmm. You don't, they don't have to be watching you play all the time. It's just that there are things in video games that you can definitely do together and experience together. Like mm -hmm. now with Life is Strange, since we both play, yeah, we don't watch you. Like I don't like whoever plays first. The other one isn't watching their playthrough. Yeah, but like you'll watch my playthrough when yeah. I play because like if I play second, you'll watch it because you already played it. You know it's gonna happen, and mm -hmm. you want to see my choices and vice versa. Yeah. So we don't do that anymore. But like, there's things you can do together, like um, yeah. Unraveled Two. Yes. That's that's a, that's a multiplayer game that's really interesting to play together. But even when Adam played Unraveled the first one, mm -hmm. um, she helped me solve some of the puzzles. Yeah, like because. Adam's not amazing at puzzles. Hey, no. You did get a lot of them, but there were some where I'm just like, this is really obvious, I and went you're to college. just not understanding. I'm like, he, he got the really complex one, but for some reason, the easy ones, he just mm -hmm. wouldn't understand. Um, but I watched him play that, and I helped him do the puzzles and things like that. And Adam does the same thing for me when I play certain games. Yeah. Um, so... You but know. Yeah, and that's the thing. I like The last thing we'll say is that like de video games can definitely pull a couple away from each other like yeah, i think that's if obvious you if you let it like you you just don't pay attention to your spouse and you or even if you know that your partner hates video games like don't play hours on end if don't you, if play when they're home or like when they're sitting on the couch don't like suddenly pick up the controller and start playing like yeah ask them like hey do you want to watch like do you want to go watch Netflix so I can play video games? Like, yeah. give them something else to do, or ask them if they can do something else. Like, I would, I would also be polite. I would also say if they if they hate video games, I I feel like the communication wasn't said before. Yeah. The part one was like you should tell each other why you yeah. like video games, the reasons behind it, and if or at it, least if the other one isn't understanding, explain it. If they don't understand, explain it better. You know, yeah. never blame your spouse for not understanding your. Yeah. Uh, your your thing, your um, your it's interests. It's not their job to understand it. It's your job to help them 
Yeah, explain it right. It. Yeah, it's your job to explain it correctly. Not that like that sounded mean, but um. But no, it's honestly like yeah. I I say that to to new couples all the time that like if they don't understand it, you blaming them for not understanding yeah, is just gonna make it worse. Yeah, they, it's not their fault that they don't understand. If they didn't come from an upbringing that played games or did anything like that, yeah, you know they won't understand. You can't blame them for that. Exactly. You know. And I just feel like it's pretty obvious that, yeah, video games can pull couples apart. That's like low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Because all you can do is just like you just play video games. You you ignore your spouse or you ignore your significant other. And like the, the, the couples pulls apart from there. But if you use games as a platform to bring each other together... Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing what games can yeah. do. Like, I ever mean, since I started playing video games, Adam and I are even closer mm-hmm. because that's less time that we're apart. Because before, any time he pulled out a video game, I was either reading or on Netflix or yeah. doing something else because I didn't want to watch him play. Yeah. So now, some of that time is spent together. Yeah. You know? It, it's to the point now we're doing a podcast together. Yeah. And we use this podcast partially to just talk with each other, to have a conversation yeah. with each other. So. Yeah, this is this is for you guys, but it's also for us too, you know, yeah. to just uh, have a conversation yeah. once a week. And we still even learn things about each other on the podcast. Yeah, you know, like how how you haven't seen Space Jam. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you said that on the podcast. Like, wait, wait, wait. Pause. You haven't seen Space Jam. All right. Well, we took care of it. Chill. And I you had, loved it. I had seen. No, I didn't. You were just like this you is had, No, that is not what happened. Mm-hmm. And I had seen part of it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen part of it in Spanish. It was because when I visited. So when I was in sixth grade, I visited the private school I went to the yeah. year before I started going. Mm-hmm. And my visitation day in Spanish class, they were watching Space Jam in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw like thirty minutes of it in Spanish. <laughs> But that's that's the main part we want to take away from this is that, like don't let video games pull you apart, but use video games to pull you together. Mm-hmm. You know, like with narrative titles, you can decide things together. We 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 gave you a couple titles like Ellie Noir, Until Dawn, Oxenfree, Life is Strange, uh, Last of Us. We we gave you yeah. a good fair of titles, and yeah. if you need more, go listen to the greatest story ever played podcast. They they have. A whole list of titles that yeah. they talk about. Other narratives are pretty much all David Cage on PlayStation. David Cage games. Like, most of the good narratives you find, sadly, will be on PlayStation, so you should have a PlayStation. Yeah, probably PlayStation. Or, best. like I said, go watch the playthroughs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then if you're interested in it, you know, play some more. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I think that's a, a good way to end it. It's just yeah. like, don't pull each other away. Video games can totally pull you away, but they can be just like not yeah. just pull you together but just be an amazing um experience together yeah because it's an interactive medium where you two can you know become closer and learn each other mm-hmm. like liz said like in life is strange we learned how each other thinks because of the decisions yeah. we make uh she learned that i don't I don't ha- understand girl friendships at yeah, all. Like at all. at all. Like every time I would make a decision, he'd be like, why are you doing that? Like, that's stupid. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like me and Elena would die for each yeah. other. Like you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> why did you choose uh, the puppy over the girl? Yeah. Like he didn't understand why I chose yeah. Chloe. He's like, why you just killed the whole town. Yeah. I'm just like, cause it's 
it's my best friend. Like that's this whole game was about her saving her. Like why why would we go back? By the way, the only reason I picked the town is to save Pompadou. Yeah, like that's like that's. I'm not kidding you. That was the only reason why I saved the town is to save Pompadou. So then I learned that my husband likes dogs more than people. I mean, isn't that obvious? And that means that your best friend should know that you would kill him for a dog. I mean, <laughs> my friend Kevin's in the background right now, and now he's learning that if it came down to it, uh, if my dog and him were hanging off a cliff. Well, it's different dog. if it's your dog. Oh, well, any dog. It's like your child, but if he knows any dog. Any even dog. the dog of a terrible drug dealer. Yes. Well, Frank wasn't terrible. He had redeeming qualities. The jerk, though. I would save Pompadou any day of the week. Sorry, <laughs> Kev. You're done for. But I think that does it for this week's yeah. episode. Go play Life is Strange. In fact, let's remind you. You should always play Life is Strange. If you haven't, go play it. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. Drop everything. Go play Life is Strange. Yeah. Uh, last thing we'll remind you is that next week we're going to be talking about our um, dedicated podcast. We, we'll probably skip movie minutes just to have more time for what we played. But we're going to have our dedicated podcast for Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 2, that's coming out this Thursday, baby. Let's go. Also, Big Brother or Celebrity Big Brother's on tonight. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday also. Yeah. Um, watch it. Watch it. Joey Lawrence is on it. Goodness. But, yeah, so dedicated episode. Every time a new Life is Strange episode comes out, uh, we'll be putting it on. And maybe episode three, uh, maybe we'll get William Hella to be a guest on the on you the episode. I keep thinking that. I keep and thinking it's that. It's not gonna happen. William Hella, we're buddies now. He doesn't follow me, so we're not <laughs> buddies. But yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, if you haven't played uh, Life Strange season two, episode one, we highly recommend it. It's uh, you don't have to play season one. You don't, you don't have to. There's some thing. There's some callbacks to it. Um, I still suggest playing season one. It's still. If you crunch for time, play Captain Spirits because yeah. Captain Spirits coming out back in yeah, episode two. Yeah, if you crunch two. for time, but eventually you should play Life is Strange season one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Play season one, but you don't have to. But play episode one of season two and play Captain Spirit, and then it'll be all caught up. Yeah. But uh, that will be next week's episode. We'd like to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Follow Liz at Journey First and me at Ace the Grocer. You can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. You can follow us for some nice gaming memes and behind-the-scenes photographs. If you're listening to us on iOS, iHeartRadio, Spotify, please give us uh, your honest feedback, your honest ratings, so that we go get more attention for the front page and we get more attention from Anchor. What's up, Anchor? How you <laughs> doing? And we'd like to remind everybody to just, just check out HelloFresh. Um, yeah. If you're looking for a coupon code, listen to the CADcast. We, we highly recommend them. They also have a coupon code. If you tweet at them for a coupon code, they have their own. But I'll leave it to them to give you the coupon code. Uh, and then we'd just like to remind you to check out our friend, Absolute Prodigy, who's going through the Kingdom Hearts series. So that's exciting. He uh, streams on Twitch, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think that's all I need to remind our listeners of. Yep. Yeah. We thank you for listening to this week's episode, and we really look forward to having you for next week as we've talked about Life is Strange even further. So thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We love you all very much. Have a good week. <laughs>